Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Content warning. Check the show notes for more information. It's May 20th, 1968, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Arian, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. So on this day, the Japanese company Hitachi, best known for appliances such as fans and rice cookers, filed its US patent for a personal massager called the magic wand i can hear the inverted commas already hey, <coughs> personal massage well do you know who couldn't hear the inverted commas hitachi couldn't hear them there's not <laughs> a huge amount of english language research into the roots of the original concept for the magic wand but all the evidence seems to point <laughs> to the fact that hitachi did not ever intend for it to be anything other than a massage aid come on you've made a massager it's a wand shape and you don't expect people to use it all over their body including on their private parts come on an australian speaks <laughs> here we see the culture clash between the japanese and the aussies right away every piece of white goods i, I get i try out <laughs> come on you've developed a fridge freezer i can stick my dick in it i'm gonna give it a go I think it is probably worth remembering that even though the modern versions are now rechargeable, this, for a long time, was a vibrator that you plugged into the power socket, Mm. which is not a sexy image, but I think that actually turned out to be a massive boon in the early years. Female masturbation was still quite taboo in the 60s, 70s, even 80s, really. And so it did, I think, help to have something that really was an appliance, and it definitely did not look erotic or even especially phallic. It really did look like a kitchen gadget. So it did help for plausible deniability. Yes, and that's I, I do think that is one of the things in a pre-internet age. Like, it's hard to imagine oneself now buying a sex toy over the counter because you can use the internet. If you had to justify, and not in a sex shop, but in a mainstream department store, even if the chance that you're going to get asked, what are you going to use that for, a slim, nonetheless, it's easy to come up with your own internal narrative, isn't it, if it is... A massager. <laughs> it's like, yes, I have a sore neck. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and apparently that's exactly what happened to Del Williams. She was the founder of the first feminist sex toy store. It's called Eve's Garden. Apparently she'd gone to Macy's to buy a Hitachi magic wand after hearing about it. And the salesman's lecherous comments about what she was going to use it for inspired her to start a sex shop that was aimed at women. Yeah, so it was known, wasn't it? Even in the 60s. I mean, it was basically... It's Peggy and Mad Men trying out the relaxer isn't it? I mean, it was basically... <laughs> Like, it was, I think most women knew, didn't they? Or was there any naivety? So, when you look at the magic wand, women obviously didn't need to be educated en masse about its masturbatory potential. But what happened was, there's a woman called Betty Dodson. She's an American sex positivity educator in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, and in the early 70s, she started using the... And keep in mind, it had only been patented in the US in 68. So it's relatively new. She ran these, these workshops that were called body sex, in which female attendees would recline in the nude 
and she would provide them with a magic wand to masturbate with. And she recommended using it over a towel because, it, again, it's an appliance. It's an electric mm. appliance. It's ex- extremely powerful. And mm. that technique is known as the Betty Dodson method. And mm. I don't think many people can say that they've got that kind of method named after them. <laughs> uh, no, I've not heard anyone saying, sorry, I'm, I can't join you this evening. I'm going for a quick Betty. I've not heard it <laughs> used as slang. But maybe it should be. And then it's thanks to all these liberated women, really, that we have a much more open attitude now, although maybe not as open as the Betty Dodson days, you know, of women lying together in the nude using their magic wands together but actually i have participated in something not not as <laughs> not as sexy as the body sex workshops but i went to a this is like two years ago i went to a festival like a yoga festival and one of the attractions was just described on the leaflet as pussy gazing and so me and a bunch of the girls I went with signed up and it was with a very, you know, she's a young woman, but she would have fit in perfectly in this 1970s yeah. San Francisco subculture. Hmm. Um, and she literally, everyone had to take their trousers off and you put a blanket over your legs and she went round with hand mirrors Although the only downside was that she didn't have enough for everyone because it was massively oversubscribed. So you did actually have to swap hand mirrors, which was an odd experience to have with a, with a, with a good friend. Uh, and you literally had to angle the, the hand mirror under the blanket and you looked at your own vagina. But to what end? Well, she said people would cry. She said some people cry when they're doing it because they've like never looked at themselves. Mm. So she did, the, the, the funny thing about it was there was this warm-up exercise where she had you like look at yourself in the face with the mirror, obviously to sort of like warm you up. And afterwards, my friend said, is it bad that I felt worse when I had to look at my face in the mirror? Oh, no. <laughs> well, I suppose it depends what your vagina looks like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, vibrators themselves, though, go back much further than this device, obviously. And the first electromechanical vibrator was a device called the Percuter, which was invented by British physician Joseph Mortimer Granville in the late 1870s or early 80s. And apparently, at the time, the power of vibrations was considered something that could be used as a tonic for all sorts of different ailments. Yeah. This device was devised not so as to pleasure people sexually, but just to rub on their body. Come on, mate, you're going to put it on your clip. <laughs> <laughs> he was imagining it allegedly the way Hitachi was imagining it rather than Australian. <laughs> I mean, there are still massages available. I do actually have one made by, what's the German company called? Beurer, I think they're called. Which is, it's like, it is a little silicon sort of triangle shape. And... I mean, I have used it on my neck. I mean, that's what I got given as a product sample. <laughs> Thank God. I thought you were going to say nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a use case scenario, but it's rare. And I'm someone who doesn't have a great back. Yeah, I've got one. I've got a massage gun that basically looks like a Tachi Magic Wand, but with like a massive handle on it. Like it looks like a gun, like a traffic radar gun or something. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that obviously the magic wand partly because Hitachi just refused to lean into the subtext Mm. they really were very clear that they were not in the sex toy market so by the 80s and then into the 90s this idea of the personal massager snigger snigger was you know quite commonplace in pop culture but Hitachi still maintained it was just an appliance it was just a regular old massage aid and they didn't want to hear anything about anything else and we've sold millions all over New York (laughs) because people have very bad necks 
Although it was not name-checked, Hitachi Magic Wands did feature in a few episodes of Sex and the City, which caused a massive run on sales in the early 2000s. And so sensing that the tide had kind of definitively turned, Hitachi actually responded by attempting to cease production of the Magic Wand altogether. That was in 2013. Which is extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, it's hard to imagine in this age any company being so prudish. I mean, it's one thing, you know, if they genuinely didn't intend it for that function, I can understand them being taken aback. But to then not take that publicity as something positive, right. you know, it, it's extraordinary to imagine that happening, isn't it? Unless it was really a family-friendly company, unless it was a Happy Meal that was being used in this way. I can't see why any corporation wouldn't be thrilled to have, like, a sexy subtext to their product. What would Apple do if suddenly it was discovered that rubbing an iPad on your bits made you <laughs> very, very happy? I mean, what would their response be? I think that they'd... It might be that they would issue no public comment. But I certainly don't think they would withdraw that product from consumption. That would just seem like totally the wrong strategy. And I mean, Hitachi had to be persuaded by its US distributor who called Vibratex. So I mean, you know, they had to persuade it to continue manufacturing the product. And they basically came to an agreement where it would no longer be known as the Hitachi magic wand. It's just known now as the magic wand. I think that's what pissed them off ultimately, wasn't it? Is like like people used to refer to it by shorthand as just the Hitachi. I mean, that must annoy you if you make microwaves, I guess. <laughs> And obviously, the sex toy market has changed massively since the 70s with the internet, obviously, but also, you know, very explicitly tailored vibrators. You know, they're not disguising mm. themselves as massage aids anymore. But the magic wand still remains a bestseller. And a lot of sex educators still swear by it as the number one in the market, even though it's still not technically a vibrator. Well, it's to do with the power, isn't it? I know a little bit about this from The Modern Man. That it's because, I mean, as you say, you can now get the rechargeable one, but because for decades it plugged into the main electrical power supply, it delivered a heft <laughs> that wasn't possible with other vibrators. And in many groups of women who have previously failed to reach an orgasm ever before, you're seeing firsts using the Hitachi Magic Wand. So in 2008, the Scientific World Journal published a study of 500 chronically anorgasmic women, 93% of whom enjoyed their first ever orgasm using a wand. I mean, like I say, if Apple had that, they'd use that publicity. They'd use that stat, wouldn't they? Mm. And so it's like, in a lot of cases, it's like women who are on antidepressants, for example, which can suppress orgasms. The only way they can have one is with that intense power that's delivered by this thing. I mean, it's basically like a sort of pneumatic drill of vibrators, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for when you've got really sore muscles. <laughs> Tomorrow. The main plot of the film is that they are on this Greyhound bus journey. I'm so excited for you that this film exists, Rebecca. This sounds like your dream night in. <laughs> Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 